and welcome everyone to this episode of The Real Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Edwards. Joining us today is Sergio Radovsik, the founder and CEO of Diaper. Sergio, thanks for being with us today. Absolutely. So Sergio, tell me, what does being an impact leader mean to you? I'm sure everybody has their own definition, but for me, it's um, trying to find purpose in what you do that's beyond just making good business choices. Mm. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's certainly important to run a great business. It gives you ability to stay in it, employ people, you know, pay the bills, do things that you need to do as an entrepreneur and as the founder or manager, but um, also finding a, uh, a greater cause, which you know, may be as simple as providing a, a great place to work, it's not the easiest thing to do as it is, but, or maybe you know, focus on environment or, or social change. Or There's so many ways you can apply your skills that will give you a perfect balance between you know, purpose and profit. And, and with all the folks here with so much experience and impact, what is the most important message that you want the world at large to hear from this gathering today? I think the challenge for impact-driven uh, leaders is how to communicate the impact, right? You know, it's, it's, there's a risk of being braggy, right? Sounding like, you know, oh, I'm just altruistic, you know, I'm miniature Mother Teresa, right, walking around, which you're not, right? I mean, you are responsible to your stakeholders, whether it's your shareholders, investors, employees, so you have, you have a real job, right? Um, mm-hmm. But you also want to communicate and be recognized for the impact you're driving, because that's, that's your secret weapon, right? That's your super differentiator, you know? If, in any marketplace you're playing, whether in my case we make baby diapers, right? You're going after companies who've been doing this successfully for 50, 60, 70 years with budgets that make you look like a, you know, smaller than you can think, right? Um, and for you to reach that customer and to reach that employee and to reach that investor, you have to really have a message that, um, that can be easily explained and, and, and uh, resonate with them. And have you been able to incorporate regeneration in any of this messaging for other people? And how has regeneration shown up in your career? For me personally, it's, uh, it's all been regeneration, right? From my immigrant roots where you leave everything behind, right? Um, the trees you know, the, you know, the water you drink, the people you hang out with, and all of a sudden you are a foreigner in a foreign country. That's a complete regeneration. I can't think of a, a more dramatic way to regenerate yourself. And oftentimes it's not by choice, right? Oftentimes it's... Uh, it's something that you were forced to, whether it's you know, security or economics or whatnot, to any failure you have, right? And anybody who hasn't had a failure just hasn't tried hard enough, right? Um, so for me, having failed probably more times than I can remember, every one of those was not the lowest point, right? The lowest point was doubt and things mm-hmm. that you, uh, you put on yourself. That was just a little stepping stone, right? In, mm-hmm. uh, in where you need to go. So regeneration is essential. It's, it's part of life. There's a quote I read the other day that says, it's not the mountain we need to conquer, but ourselves. In your experience, how have you been able to overcome these obstacles, these inner obstacles? That's actually a great question. I mean, the, the inner obstacles are, you know, that's your demon, right? That's, that's who you have to fight with. You know, it's, there's no one who does you more than you, right? Um, because, you know, you're obviously your worst critic and you often don't see yourself the way people see you, right? Um, for me personally, I, I try to find something outside of work mm. that would give me a sense of uh, accomplishment, right? Uh, picking something that that you would think it's not possible for mm. you, right? Not necessarily sharing with everyone, right? Um, just trying to make a sort of inner challenge that, that you can do. And, uh, you know, 
despite my current look, uh, 10 years ago, I decided that uh, I will make ultra running a, a challenge for me. I never ran. I never thought about running prior mm. to that. And I decided to qualify for the world's toughest ultra marathon. And I did it. And I did it three times and accomplished something that really, given my physique and background and interests in real life, right, it seemed literally impossible, right? Mm. And I can tell you there were many people who agreed with the statement that it was impossible, and yet I did it, right? Um, so finding sort of parallelism in, in something that's completely personal for me, it was a quest to you know, run through the Death Valley of 135 miles in 150 degree temperature, really did prepare me mm-hmm. to deal with supply chain costs and employee turnover and things that you have to deal in, in real life, right? Um, because you were prepared for things that you thought were not possible. How are you continuing to throw yourself into unknown environments, unknown expectations. Uh, Do you find that helpful in your career? Are you continuing to push yourself and throw yourself to overcome these impossible limits? I really do. I I think if you ask some of my board members or investors, I think the common theme across seven companies that have successfully started and, and exited um, mostly it's been that there is no wall in front of me. I don't really see a wall. Not because I'm special or maybe because I'm not that special, right? I feel like, well, you know, by the time I get to that wall, hopefully it won't be there, right? Mm. Um, because if I really think about all the obstacles, then I probably wouldn't want to do this. My, my dad used to say to me, if we knew where we were going to fall, we would just sit, right? But we don't, right? Um, so we just continue walking, right? I'm not going to begin to imagine where you are in your career, having started seven successful companies. Mm-hmm. But when you think about your exit, what's the legacy you want to leave? I mean, I'm, a, I'm in a new industry for me, so it's all learning, right? Uh, I was very lucky to be able to surf from an industry to industry. And I think that's, for me, that's very regenerative, right? To go back Smart, to you know, sure regenerating, right? Um, so being in a, in a consumer packaged goods now, my biggest legacy will be forcing actual industry-wide change, right? Um, I'm, I've got into this because the products that my kids were using were seriously harming the environment that I was leaving them in, right? It's, it seems, can you see the disconnect there, right? You're raising a child, using a product is actively killing the planet that those children should live on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, if I fail at building a great capitalist enterprise, which there's a very high degree of chance I will, won't succeed, right? I mean, you have to take those risks. But if I succeed at driving industry-wide change for more transparency, better labeling, better business practices, better materials, what a legacy, right? Mm. It's greater than my own personal success, right? 10 million diapers go into a landfill each day. Mm-hmm. When do you think people are going to start giving a shit? Uh, when they know, right? Um, you know, it all starts with calling things the real name, right? They say the rose by any other name would still smell the same, right? But... Uh, Diaper will still not smell great regardless. Um, look, if, if these diapers had to be called plastic, you know, derriere covers, right? Uh, sure. As opposed to being called uh, lovable, huggable, or some other, uh, you know, very soft and, uh, and uh, supportive brand. And I'm not particularly picking any brand, you know, disclaimers. Um, but if they would have to be called what they are, 25 grams of plastic that you're going to use 10 to 15 times a day, I probably wouldn't exist, right? Because sure. we would have driven that message and driven that change. So the best analogy, and then I'll try to make it short, is if you remember the Blood Diamond movie, at one point, you know, it's Leonardo DiCaprio, and the next day, if you went to the, to the jewelry stores in your mall, everybody had a sign that says, you know, this is not a conflict diamond, right? So it took a movie and a, and a megastar, right, to, to bring awareness to the fact that diamonds often come from 
not very good sources, I hope there is one day a movement like that to say, I don't want to use a product that uses twice as much plastic as a bottle of Coke, right? Mm. And I don't want to throw it in the garbage 25, 30 times a day because I do want to be a better steward of the planet, right? Absolutely. And I think that's a great note to, to wrap up on. So let's bring this home. What is your definition of a real leader? It's someone who's really not afraid to call it what it is. It, uh, I think real leaders um, call the things by real name, successes and failures, challenges and, and accomplishments. Right? So if you can define what your path looks like and be honest with yourself, with your stakeholders, with everybody who's involved in your life and, uh, and call it the real name, you can be a real leader. For Sergio Rodasek, I'm Kevin Edwards asking you to go out there, call it how it is. And always, folks, keep it real. Thanks, Sergio. Thank you. Great work.